us. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. So pumped. Pumped. First day back on the podcast since the rain has cleared. You don't get any more rain songs, but you get the one song in the world about rain going away. So it's a one-time deal. Soak it up. Um, dang, man. I had a beautiful week last week. Um, I had posted this a little bit on Instagram. If you don't follow me, it's very simple. I'm a simple man with simple Instagram handles. It's at Graham Cowgill, G-R-A-E-M-E-C-O-W-G-I-L-L. Um, but anyway, uh, here's what I posted a little bit of, but I wanted to talk some more on because there were some more um, learnings that I had. So uh, I was heading to a counseling session, um, which I will do an entire day on some other time. You know, maybe I'll talk about that tomorrow. Just the idea of counseling. Anyway, uh, I was on my way to counseling, and uh, it's raining. It was raining for about four or five days, and not just like, oh, that's nice rain, like cold. At some points, right, wind is blowing, so the rain's coming in sideways, just miserable type of rain, and uh, man, I am not a rain fan, y'all. I My bro lives in Seattle. I do not know how you can do that. I like it every once in a while, splash in a puddle. Oh, this is fun. Remember my umbrella with ducks on it? Like, that's great, but it's day in and day out. So brutal. For me, I'm like, can you imagine getting your kids dressed in that every day? How That takes like 30 minutes. I send my kids out the door. They're like, want to go to the park? I was like, let's go. 12 seconds late. They're not even wearing pants. We're all just running out the door. Anyway, so all the rain's going on, and it's a little bit of a hassle and maybe a little bit of a frustration. And then I'm heading there to, to counseling. And on the side of the street, I see a homeless woman. And she's on the side of the road, has all of her stuff, you know, shopping cart and then some, some other stuff, kind of uh, trying to fit underneath this umbrella. But she can't figure the position of the umbrella out because the rain's coming virtually sideways. And uh, so her stuff's getting soaked, she's getting soaked, and she's just in this like cannonball pose, huddled up underneath it. So I passed her, and it bothered me. <laughs> It was, all of a sudden, I just had that clarity of perspective. And I was like, dude, Graham, shame on you, buddy. How in the heck are you going to sit here and get frustrated at the rain where this whole woman's life is just, I just can't imagine. The thought that I had that I shared was, imagine being that woman and watching thousands of people pass you by. You know? Uh, maybe if three people pass you by, you get frustrated. A hundred people pass you by, you maybe get depressed. But if a thousand people a day pass you by, then you lose hope. Right? You don't think anything could ever change. And you just maybe accept your place of hopelessness. And that's what I was thinking about. And it really bothered me. Um mainly bothered me how selfish I'd been, but I just wanted to help. And so 
I went there to the counseling session. My plan was afterwards to to go and do something. Well, it just happened to be that the counseling session was mysteriously double booked. And I was like, oh man, that's perfect. Here's an opportunity. So I went back, uh, went to Savers, which is like a secondhand store and bought a blanket. Um, Then went to Taco Bell, got some food and went to try to find the lady. Couldn't find her anywhere. Uh, Searched up and down every side street, just could not find her. But now I've got this food and I've got this blanket. So I was like, man, I'm sure there's somebody else um, in her circumstance. So drove around for probably another 20 minutes and finally found these two guys who were under a bus stop, two homeless guys. And uh, so I pulled in a seriously illegal traffic move and <laughs> a weird U-turn and uh, pulled in and I got out as I was walking up to the bus stop, one of the homeless guys was way younger and the other was considerably older. And the one who was younger, I, as far as I could tell, they didn't know each other. And the guy who was younger was helping the older guy. Um, he had seen that the older guy was really cold and so he'd gotten a pair of pants out of his shopping cart and was helping this other guy dress. And so I come up and I said, you know, hey, I've got some food here if, if you guys would like it. And the younger guy goes, Oh, yeah, man, give it to this guy. I think he's pretty hungry. I was like, wow. And I said, I also have a blanket if, if, if that would help. And he said, yeah, I think he'd appreciate it. And so the older guy couldn't, couldn't move very well. So the younger guy came over to my car with me, took the food and the blanket, and then I just watched as that guy, wow, it makes me emotional, watched as that guy went and gave the other guy the food, man. And covered him with a blanket. And I just left watching this guy who has virtually nothing find ways to still help people around himself. And it was really, really inspirational. Um, yeah, so anyway, fast forward a few days. And I had another opportunity uh, to go and feed the homeless with my boy. Uh, something that has not happened enough. Uh, but will because I was inspired this past week and but man guys what an honor just to stand there with my son and uh, we were in charge of the fruit in in charge of the pears and so um, I would fill up the cup with the pears and then my son would say uh, would you like some pears sir Uh, to the guys or to the ladies would you like some pears ma'am and that was the one thing we talked about I said, you look every one of them in the eye and you say, sir, and you say, ma'am, right? Just thinking, in the very least, we can just communicate value uh, to these guys. And uh, we had another talk on the way over there um, to feed the homeless because Gage had never really done it in this capacity before. And so we got to talk about what it meant to be homeless and what we have to be thankful for and the reality of people with no homes. And I, I think it hit them. Uh, what really hit them was that they don't have a bed to go home to at night. And even when it gets cold, um, that they have to find places to sleep. And uh, that bummed Gage out. And when we talked about them being hungry, man, that bummed Gage out. And so... Um, yeah. 
Yeah, it was just nice. And while I was talking to Gage, I just realized how quick we are as people to judge. Um, we see people who are with the signs or people who are asking for money. And we just see what we want to see. And you you know, talk about my rain situation, how I got frustrated at something that can be catastrophic for somebody else. How many times have we gotten frustrated at homeless people because we're going to have to avert eye contact at a traffic light? Think about the reality of their lives that they don't have a bed to go home to. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being tired and wanting to go home and not having a home to go to go? It's just, I don't know, man, this, this last week just shook me loose. So, um, anyway, so Gage and I are there and I'm watching the way that Gage is interacting with them and I'm watching them, uh, and the way that they are interacting with the volunteers. And something that I noticed was, uh, the homeless people, at least that were there getting the food, they were very quick to look each other in the eye, but would avert eye contact whenever talking to one of the volunteers or even myself. And it was almost like they were forfeiting equality. You know? It's like they were just, okay, I'm inferior. I, that's what it felt like. I think it's because they, just for the majority of the time, they're not treated like humans, you know? They haven't felt like they've had worth in a long time. They haven't had a voice that people will listen to. And that goes on for so long that that was the sir and ma'am thing that I told Gage because they need to be reminded that they are humans and that they are no worse than anybody else, right? That is a necessary reminder. Um, here's a mild digression, but but a really important one, I think. Uh we went to Frog's Bounce House the other day. Uh, I took Gage and, and then Jason Tatum, my three kids. Uh, Frog's Bounce House is this big old warehouse style room with like tons of inflatable bounce houses in it. And at one point, Gage came up to me. He wasn't really hurt, but I could tell something had happened. And he said, um, the black boy kicked me. And... It stunned me. Uh, to be honest, I wasn't really sure what to do. I wasn't sure how much attention to call to it. Um, and I know that it was completely innocent, right? And just probably in his mind, very benign, just like a descriptor type of thing. But there are sensitive and there are insensitive descriptors, right? I fully understand that. And I definitely want to raise my son to be conscious and sensitive to what may offend, and to what may communicate love, right? Understand that, that um, I've always said that the job is not to share the gospel. <laughs> the goal is for the person to receive the gospel, right? The gospel is just the understanding of the good news of, of Jesus. And I was like, man, if you're just yelling at people and you say, yay, told a bunch of people today and nobody's heard it, it doesn't do any good. Do what you need to in life for people to receive goodness. So you don't communicate just the way that you do, you communicate the way that people receive that and will hear good news. Um, so anyway, that being said, uh, what I still think is the most important thing, even more than the descriptors, 
because, yes, that's important, but more than getting the descriptors right, I think is having an appreciation and a respect for different cultures, right? Because, to be totally honest, I know people who get the descriptors right all day and are still very judgmental. (laughs) And though they say the right things, they will have nothing to do with people who are different than they are, right? I know people like that. And so, yeah, descriptions are important, but more importantly, we need to understand different people. We need to see the beauty in people, which is why I personally, one of my goals for my family is to fight ignorance with experience. Not ignorance with knowledge. It's very tough to get unbiased knowledge. But fight ignorance with experience, right? Chances are that Gage heard one of his peers say, black kid or black girl or black boy um, because I don't I don't think that anybody would look at somebody who is African American and just naturally call them black I, I don't think that would happen so I think that had to be coached right or influenced in some way so if he's learning those terms from his classmates then guess what he's probably also learning the stereotypes that come with the terms right and those stereotypes, is assumptions. And assumption is ignorance. And the way to combat ignorance is with experience. So, man, I want Gage to be at school. And if somebody at school says, you know, bums are just good for nothing, that my son, with enough conversation and learnings, hopefully will pull from his experience. And he'll say, they're homeless, but they're people right? And they're not good for nothing. The people I talk to are nice and funny. That that ignorance comes a lot of times from having a small sample size. You just don't have a big enough sample size to pull from. And so you make assumptions based on a very small sample size. And people who are ignorant, and hopefully you know this listening, ignorant doesn't mean that you're stupid. It doesn't refer to intellect. Ignorance is saying you don't know what you're talking about because you don't have enough experience. I am ignorant in so many different areas because I don't have experience in that. And for me to have a better working knowledge of something, I have to go through it. Read as many books as you want, right? But unless you go and spend a month on the street, you are ignorant to what homeless people have to go through. Watch as many YouTube videos as you want. But unless you surround yourself with people who have different political views than you, their stories and their humanity is going to get backburnered and you're going to reduce them down to a descriptor. It's what happens with ignorance. Um, So yeah, to be honest, I am not willing to sacrifice my son's perception of people to the ignorant assumptions of others. And so we we will fight ignorance with experience We will be around as many different walks of life as we can to recognize beauty in every person that we meet. Um, Last two learnings that I, or sorry, the two learnings that I shared from my Instagram post that I just think are good enough to share here. Um, So I gave away these blankets and food, and I said, uh, "What was that?" One of the giving or one of the learnings was give yourself the margin to love. Give yourself the margin to love. If I didn't have time that day, I wouldn't have had time 
to share, right? I wouldn't have had time to, to do this, which uh, was nice for the guy that he got some blanket and food, but was also very necessary for my soul. <laughs> Maybe just for the state of your soul, for the health of your heart, create margin to love. Every time you give, you will find yourself being fulfilled. I'm sure that you that's been your experience in the past. Guarantee it. If you've ever done something nice, you find yourself being fulfilled. That's not chance. That's because we are living how we are designed to live. So leave margin to love, right? Leave margin to process. Leave margin to grow. And then the second learning was um, always keep a blanket in the car. Whether that's literal, literally a blanket, or you're just kind of ready to meet a need, um, be ready. Have, have a literal or metaphorical blanket in the car. To meet a need, you have to see a need, right? And to see a need, you have to look beyond yourself. No matter what your situation, you have the capacity to meet a need around you. Look at that younger homeless man under the bus stop, had virtually nothing and had a blanket in the car. Because he was ready, whatever was given him, to give to people around him. And he's inspired me to share this on the podcast. And you listening, maybe you share this story. And that single act of goodness and love may reach further than he ever thought was possible. So, that's our inspiration, man. Let's be a part of making this world a better place. Not not by deciding who is worthy of goodness. Um, but instead... By not growing tired of doing what is good. <laughs> because at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And that doesn't may mean that you'll win the lottery. Maybe that blessing means uh, that you will feel a part of the movement of good in the world. So, <sighs> Alright, feels good to be back. And um, excited alongside you guys to go out and be an extension of God's goodness in this world. And we'll try again tomorrow.